Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us here at KWDD for another Power Hour. We've got quite the slate for you today. So many shows and such power that you'd think that it was a full hour. We've got the good Dr. Alvin Farkle in today with his medical mysteries. Jason McNally is going to break down some circuits for us and circuit breakdown. And Carl Carl, Carl Umana is here today. Lines will be open. Call Carl with any of your canning questions or canning concerns. If you got canned at a job, if you are into crafting, and you know canning is big right now as the spring's upon us, is Carl Umana is here to answer any questions or concerns you have relating to cans. Any can you can canter. Thanks for choosing the KWZD. Stay tuned. This is KWZD. KWZD is not supported with members like you. Become a member today and receive a free tote with any level of subscription. Though, totes do scale with your membership. Because the bigger the membership and contribution, the larger the tote. So you may start at $5 with your pocket-sized tote, or go as high as $6,000 and we will ship your tote to you. It will take seven to 10 days for it to be dropped in by helicopter. So become a member today and receive your free totes. This KWZD up next is Medical Mysteries. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Dr. Alvin Farkle, and these are your medical mysteries. Web defeat, a thing amongst ducks and all waterborne birds. But it is not being exclusive to them these days, as a surprising number of children have been born with webbed hands and feet. Some say this is a freak occurrence, a freak accident, and should be shamed and corrected, and others are saying it is what will usher in a new era of humanity. We have some people here to talk about that. The head biologist of Cambridge, Ohio, Professor Franklin Woolwright. Professor Franklin, it is fantastic to have you here. Hello, and uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor, and I'm happy to talk about this subject that's been populating uh, all across the world now. It is fantastic to have you here in your esteemed opinion. Along with Professor Woolwright, we have the head of Finn, the families instituting new normalities, Mr. Roger Gilman. Mr. Gilman. Thank you. I think it's a very pleasure to be here today. And I'm to understand that you yourself have a number of uh, webbed children. Indeed, is uh, there's a big rainfall in my town, and well, as all of my children from there is, I've have six beautiful children, and every single one of them since the rains fell, uh, have webbed appendages. Just, I, every single child, every, all six of them, and I'm not the only family in the uh, the new marshland. Let me tell you. Now, Professor, will write. Thank you. Um, Thank you. This this webbed occurrence has studies shown that this reflects upon 
the new weather patterns circulating the area. Uh, a number of children in particularly wet climates have a higher chance of uh, these webbed appendages. Correct. Um, and one interesting thing, uh, and to be fair, uh, some people that have these uh, webbed children, they, they become a part of it. They're actually moving to these other climates that are getting more rains due to weather pattern changes. Um, so just out of, uh, you know, um, as equalization, uh, we should point that out. But there are some very freak incidences where it, it's almost like a phenomenon that these deserts are now becoming more marshlands. Um, the, the whole environment is changing and even the humans seem to be changing. Um, and it's very curious indeed. And the webbing is not like the normal webbing we would see from, you know, previous uh, humans. It's, it is not like a, a, a simple uh, span of flesh connecting the hands. It is actually a muscled appendage in between each finger. Yes, uh, there's muscle in there that they could actually flex and use to even grab and it, it propels them through water even faster. And to say that these people are different in a bad way, to, to say that they are freaks, um, is totally wrong. This is a new step in human evolution, and we're seeing this in um, our DNA already. We've, we've found genomes that are turned off inside of many people's DNA, such as our friend here, uh, Mr. Gilman. Um, who does carry the dormant gene of the webbed appendages. Correct. Yes, It could have been dormant for, you know, hundreds of years until recent rains may have sparked something. Now, I think I have to interject here. Is who are we? Is this is such a, is such a archaic way of thinking. Is this was given to us by the land, by a purpose. Is this wasn't a genome or whatever you call it. This was given to us. The land gave to us a way to prosper. There's one to mention. I held my tongue. What you were saying, but I think it is very is hateful. It is wrongheaded for these people to be leaving their homelands in search for wetter areas. Your patch of dirt, your patch of watery, watery dirt, is what gave you those webbing, and you need to stay and you need to give back to that patch of dirt, that watery, wonderful dirt. So you are uh, to have our listeners believe that your exact location is what gave you this gift, and if you are to leave it, that this gift would be squandered, that your advancements of survival is distinctly the region you are born in. It's exactly that. I think... Just, yo, the land gave you this opportunity. Who are you to squander this opportunity? The land gave you a leg up or a fin up on Fair everyone enough. else. Is I like the joke. Is the the little ones love that one? But is it, the understand? Is the land has given to you this fantastic opportunity, and I think it should just not be squandered. And it should be viewed. As the advantage that it is. 
In that sense, he's not wrong, because evolution is stemmed by your environment, and that is how uh, animals change and grow. It's all about your surrounding and surviving their surroundings. You know, I didn't think I would like you, but I think, I think we're on the same page, me and the professor here. I think it's all... I think so, Mr. Gilman. I'm, I'm interested in learning more about your... Your uh, family instituting new normalities. Before we go, I would just like to gather your opinions on the idea that the webbed appendages are actually the true first form of man. Is this true or is this not? Rapid fire. Um, We have seen some proof for this, um, but we are actually thinking that maybe there are two separate forms of human. We have the uh, um, ape-developed Homo sapiens, and now a new, maybe aquatic human that we do not know of. Perhaps a missing link of some sort. And Mr. Gilman? Well, you see, is uh, I decline to comment. That is a fair answer. Well, I would like to thank both of you gentlemen for being on our program Thanks today. For me here. And I would thank like you. to thank you listeners at home for tuning in. I'm Dr. Alvin Farco, and these have been your medical mysteries. Keep listening to KWZD. This is KWZD, and now time for the news. The time is currently 1.46. Could your goldfish be planning to kill you? Maybe more, more likely than you think, as there have been three homicides reported in the Florida area involving koi fish eatings is there's no foul work at play other than the goldfish's bloodlust. Time is now 1.47. This is KWZD. Hello nerds and welcome to the Circuit Breakdown. I'm Jason McNally and I'm here to break down the latest in all the news in your circuit boards. So you don't have to. Not that you could have So we've all been there. You're on your favorite game, you're killing all the dudes, and you got one guy who just won't stop talking crap. Or maybe several. Or you know, maybe you're sitting there behind the comfort of the anonymity of your screen, and you just feel the rage inside you, and you unload on somebody. Those keyboards go crazy. You're on your headset and your Xbox, laying into somebody. You might just be a hater, and we might just have the place for you. That's right, the first annual HateCon is coming to life. HateCon, we're gonna have it here, and it's gonna bring all the biggest haters of all the games together under one roof. And I am fortunate enough to have a few key members of the celebration of hate with me today. I have, uh, first let me introduce uh, Robin Phillips. Uh, he has been banned from Modern Warfare, Halo, and Club Penguin. He is the creator and a massive hater, but for anonymity reasons, we cannot release his screen name. Robin, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, bro. And then uh, we have who's his running mate. If Robin is the heart behind HateCon, then... My guest, Fabian Hermanson, is the absolute brains. He is the neural network of all your favorite cons and festivals. His idea was, is anytime you've needed to pee at a music festival, chances are Fabian 
decided to put the porta potties where that is. Is whenever you had a long snaking line at Comic Con waiting for a panel, that was also Fabian's idea. Fabian, thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. First, Robin, can you tell me a little bit about how HateCon came to be? Well, you know, I just. I was sitting on my Xbox and I, and I just got banned from that new Call of Duty and I was mad. I mean, I was furious. Not only did I lose that match because of. I'm not going to say his name because, like, I say who it is, they're going to know who I am. So I'm going to leave that out. Yeah, but no, no doxing here. Because of that loss, I got banned, and and so I couldn't scream at any of my friends that I've been banned. And I said, you know what? I need people I can scream at to their face. And so I, I called up uh, a bunch of people, and a few of them pointed me towards Fabian, and he, he really just helped me get this together. Fabian, what, what was your what were your first impressions? Is, is with a resume... As incredible as yours, Bonnaroo, Woodstock 67, Monterey, uh, SnakeCon 2013, Comic-Con 7 through 19, BlizzCon 4, I mean, uh, WarhammerCon 333. When I first heard from Robin, well, it was was an interesting conversation. Like you stated, all of these cons are... There, there's some great times to go to, and I've been doing this for a long time, but Robin approached me for HeyCon with some interesting ideas already. I'm not all of the brains. Now, he's really wanted to hate on our haters with some of the more logistic things. So, we've got a lot of porta potties but a lot of them are locked. And... When you go into the ones that aren't locked, well, we we bought them pre-used and uncleaned. And, you know, without someone that's like a real, you know, got the connections like I do, uh, not to boast, but I know a lot of people, I know where to get these sort of things. So when Robin came to me with these outrageous ideas, it really clicked. I, I could do these. And I don't know if anybody else can. Absolutely incredible that you're bringing all these haters together. Now, one thing I think is really revolutionary is you all know you feel safer behind a screen where nobody knows who you are. So how did you work around that? How do you get people to be comfortable at HeyCon to hate the way they do in the comfort of their own home? That's, that, that's just that's something I didn't see. When I, when I brought up HeyCon to Fabian, I said, we're going to have these people and there's going to be just huge hatred just pure animosity thrown and he was saying that he didn't think that would happen because you know a lot of nerds a lot of these idiots aren't gonna be brave off screen like people don't have the balls i do to scream at someone to their face so he said you know let's let's set up screens let's set up voice modulators so nobody knows who anybody is Total anonymity, and it's genius. With without these screens, we would have had just shy nerds bumping into each other and saying "I'm sorry." But because of this, we have true vehement rage being spat. Just, just 
utter and deep hatred, just some very deep emotional recesses being brought up to the surface and let being boiled over onto each other. That's amazing. And I think this is revolutionary as you have anonymity. I'm sure the security to match uh, to go with the anonymity as well. We, we actually have the security guards um, allowed to strike our guests because we really want our guests to be as angry as possible. We can't have them enjoying their experience. Oh, it's, it's, that's a great idea. So you're already stirring the pot. I'm VIP, and I still get clubbed in the side anytime I walk through the door. Speaking of VIPs, we also have um, one of the featured haters this year. Is uh, he will be? You can catch him hosting the panel at HateCon titled "Flaming Tryhards." We have uh, the one and only Master Gator Six 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 here with us today. You're uh, welcome, America. Uh, Master Gator, uh, how did your career start as a hater? Well, I was I was born with the hate inside of me. Really, it was just it was just a boiling, boiling rage from. From coloring as a kid, from me telling them that their hand puppet was stupid, to just tic-tac-toe to all the cheaters. There ain't no such thing as a cat's game. No, as you see, I've been hating for as long as I've been breathing. That, so how'd you get connected with Robin? As you are one of the featured speakers, um, is how did you guys make that connection? And, and, and what drew you to... Hosting. Well, you see, I'm tryhards. I'm pretty known in the communities. I I don't. I'm not like some people who go too far and get banned. No, I stay in the system and I work my way through. No bans for me, as uh, I get my messages of hate through, making sure that I'm staying in there. No bans. Gator here is a master of knowing when to just stop. He throws hate after hate after hate. But the moment that hate would get him reported and banned, he backs off a step. It's a psychological and game. It just keeps him in there and lets him throw so much more hate than I could ever throw. I I truly admire this man's hatred. Strategic hate haymakers, if you will. Yeah. Now, can you give us a brief description about what you'll be talking about for our listeners? Is flaming tryhards. What does that mean exactly? Well, it's when somebody's giving you... Giving you guff in your game. Now you see that's another is curse and profanity. It's a big no-no. That gets you banned. You got to work around it. Guff. It's a good one. So you got people giving you guff in the game, trying to say that you're they're doing better than you. No, they're just trying. Like they're just not. They're tryharding. Is they're just there to just win and not enjoy the game and to spread all of the hate that they can. And I don't appreciate that. That's what I'm going to be delving into, these these scum, these try-harders, and how they're ruining the game community. Ruining? And, and I, I am to understand that this is also an award show of sorts. It's These haters will be given various awards, is, is, and, and what is... The Academy Awards have the Oscars. What, what does HateCon have? We, we've got this, this set of trophies. They're called the Birdies. It's, it's a prominent raised middle finger just gleaming in gold so all could see that you are a beacon of hatred and and toxicity uh, let me see here some of the categories include most downvoted reddit comment uh best best counter to hate can, can you tell me what that is it's when you're in a game and somebody starts spewing hate at you 
you don't just accept that. You take that hate. You internalize it and you throw it back at them so much deeper. They say you're bad at the game. Tell them they're bad at life. They, they say that you're playing like an idiot. Tell them their parents never loved them. And am I to understand that is there a, a panel of judges that vote upon this? Is this by populace? Well, there's there's a few people that I cannot name because if if I bring their names forward, if they're caught in games, you're you're going to be changing your behavior. You're going to be more toxic than you normally yeah. are. And what they do is they they run through these series of games and websites, and they just pull in all of the hate and anything that truly makes them hate themselves gets the person a nomination. That's incredible. Hate con. You got to attend it so you could see who's going to win the most prestigious Hater of the Year award. Come with your best flames, gags, guff, and overall unpleasantries that you can. I want to thank my guests for being here today. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It was fun. You can get tickets for HateCon on www.hatecon.net. Tickets are available, passes for the entire weekend. Uh, one ticket gets you all the panels and the award show attendance. Uh, so head on over. Sounds like it's going to be a great time. Uh, all right, nerds. This is, I'm Jason McNally. I have broken down the circuits for you today. And this is KWZD. appropriate person to call in today and uh i just i don't know if i have more of a question or a comment or a concern about canning today but okay uh well my my grandmother was a big canner is she canned everything as kids everything was pickled brined and had a nice shine in her pantry more like a can tree if you ask me because there's so many cans in there yeah okay Unfortunately, um, I just can't seem to get my family to have the same passion for canon that I do. Is we used to have canon Sundays on on uh, out at a ranch where we just get together and can a whole bunch of stuff. Is we'd have cans miss where we get together and clean out the the pantry and eat as much canned food as we possibly could because it was going to go bad as it had been sitting on the shelf for several several years. Now, uh, uh, I've been trying to tell my wife how important it is yeah, to keep uh, the the canning in the family line. The canning line. Uh, 
Because we need it there, and it's the backbone of our entire basis out here in Kansas. Because you know we're we're an industrious folk who need to who who have to make their own way from time to time. And you know, so we we got to can our things to be, right. because we're just yeah. simple blue collar individuals who who want to make our our own things. You know, I don't need a government handout or check for the supermarket in order to. To, to to get my food, I'm a self-sufficient man. Let that, me stop that, right there. All right, uh, what's, uh, what's your name again? Uh, Harry from Kansas, sir. Harry from Kansas. All right. So, what what I'm hearing from you is that uh, you you like to can. Uh, it's in my blood. It's okay. uh, to say okay. I like okay. to can would be to say I like so, to and, breathe. All right, and then uh, this is a. Family tradition, right? Yeah, family tradition, but my family is not embracing in my immediate family. I just can't get them around on Saturday, or as I call it, Canner Day, yeah, okay. when we get together and can. So, and you like to can, right? I, it is my lifeblood to can. All right, yeah. Um, so, I don't quite see a problem. All right, thank you for calling, Carl. Uh, Wait, just like... So yeah, th- thank you, Harry, for, uh, for calling from Kentucky. Uh, it looks like we got another caller on the line. We're, we're talking about canning t- today. Uh, caller. Uh, Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, who is this? This is Fred Fernstein. Uh, how'd you get my number? I I didn't. I, I I I saw a number and I called. Okay. And can I help you? Um I I'm sexually attracted to cans. And oh, um the the problem is I really want to go shopping for food, but I get kicked out of the store every time I go for soup. And soup keeps and they say Sir, you cannot be like that around the cans. And I I don't I don't know what to do. I I am hungry. I haven't eaten in a week. All right. Okay. So how do you feel about uh cans, was it? Yeah. Um how do you feel about cans that are open? <laughs> Okay, that sounds good. Um, and closed cans also can mm. around. Oh, yikes. Um, what it, can you cook? No. Oh, oh fuck. Uh, well, uh, restaurants are cool. Thanks for calling. Um, but I- uh, thanks, Harry. I think we, this, I gotta tell you, listeners, uh, not the way I was planning to go tonight. This is, it, it can be worse, I guess. Um, caller? Hello? Yeah. Carl? Where are you? Well, I, I'm actually in my bathroom right now. See where this is going. This is something I was expecting. All right, go on. Well, you see, 
here in here in my bathroom, I've got a, a real problem. Is my hands on the fritz, and I just, I'm just, I'm trying to fix it, but I'm not a smart man, and I think, figure, you, I heard you on the radio talking about can questions. Can, can you help me fix fix my toilet? I I think I I, I think I can. Um, first off, uh, you said your toilet's on the what? It's it's on the fritz. You feel it's can you uh can you just take out the fritz and put it back on the tile? What? No, no, Carl, it's on the fritz. Carl, it's on the fritz. Okay. And you can't remove the fritz. Well, I tell you, it's it's broken, Carl. I can't take it out of nothing. The fritz is broken, or you can't. Wait, what? All right. Well, thanks for calling. Um, uh, you know. uh... If there's something that we can learn tonight, sometimes you can, and well, other times you just try. Um, thank you for tuning into KWZD. It's been a pleasure as always. I'm Carl Amada. Uh, Good night. Thank you for joining us for yet another Power Hour from KWZD. I'd like to thank all of our hosts, all of our guests, and all of our callers. But more importantly, I want to thank all of you listeners. Remember, become a member today to receive a free tote. So remember our scaling tote totables that's uh, just been introduced. So, you know, you can get that elusive 84-gallon tote. Should you be should you give enough and that comes annually at least depending on your personalized style and preference and of course donation or contribution size. So this is KWZD. We will see you 